This is Umar Ahmed for IFL Seaman Association MTK Global. First time down at your offices, Frank, believe it or not. The first time you've been in our office? Yeah. Have oh, you never done an interview up there before? No, I didn't not know. Yeah. Oh, blimey. It's normally oh. Coogan who comes in. So. Oh, is it? Oh, it's first, for, first time for everything. Yeah, obviously a lot's been happening, Frank. Uh, let's go back to your show uh, the other weekend, uh, Frampton and Condon. Uh, ratings came out. Um, I'm just getting them up. 131,000 average with a 231,000 peak. And of course, the Champions League was on that night, so yeah, pleasing. Yeah, they are, but you know, we, they're using the ratings that we we keep saying to everybody are not are no good, and even on those bad on that on on a, on a system, the Barb system, we feel we know does not reflect the true numbers. We still beat everybody. It's the highest rating, I think, isn't it, for all the shows that have been on since, since the, the COVID? Yeah. yeah. And it's great to look at those ratings and, and, and so forth, but as i said for ages now, those ratings that I believe are quite inaccurate. Okay. Uh, what did you make of the show in general? I think Dennis McCann kind of stole it at the end. Well, you know, I'm a massive fan of Dennis from day one. I think he's, I think he's a, an exceptional, um, precocious young talent, and I really do feel the way he's going, he's going to go on to become something extra special, providing, as I always say, that he maintains his discipline and... Uh, Keeps his focus. I'm sure he can do it. But it was a good, yeah, it was a good night. I mean, a couple of the guys were in tough fights. Um, Archie had a bit of a problem with his weight uh, coming into the fight, but you know he came through in a, in a quite a, a tough, tough fight. Um, I don't think he was at his best, but he done done well. Um, the uh, the main event was, uh, you know, he stepped up a weight as we know, Cole, and he got himself once he got himself into the swing, and he started throwing those body shots. It was a matter of time, but. But to be fair, trainer, he done exceptionally well. I think up until that stage, um, Mickey Conlon done a done a great job. Um, his perpetual action, I think he had to change his tactics a little bit in the fight because obviously those body shot, those low blows, and uh, he was risking getting disqualified. So, but he done done what he had to do, and it was quite an explosive ending. Um, you know, it was uh, it was it was a decent night. Troy Williamson in a very close and tough fight, but I thought it was uh, quite entertaining. Back at the BT studios uh, this Saturday night, we'll talk about that fight week. But let's just uh, go back to this weekend. Um, fight camp for, for Matram has now ended. What did you make of uh, the general shows and then obviously the pay-per-view return uh, this weekend, Frank? Uh, they, were, they were decent shows, the same as our ones. They were, you know, we're, all, we're all working within a, a strange and new environment and we're all doing our best to deliver shows to our... To the public, and I think that you know overall, I think the standard's been been really good from uh, from us and from them. Of course, uh, everyone is talking about what happened on the weekend. Uh, Dylan White used Tyson Fury's name a lot, uh, so did Eddie Hearn in the week um, for that WBC mandatory uh, shot, and then of course Alexander Povetkin knocks him out. What did you make uh, of those events, Frank? Well, I didn't I didn't see that because I've been having singing lessons all week, so I don't want to get overtaken. So I've been, I've been having my lessons. Can you do a bit for us now? If you insist. I've, now I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not as good as the other fella at the singing, but I should give it my best. Ready? Go. On. Ain't no mandatory anymore. You don't really know more of my voice, do you? It's all over, Rover. What did I think of it? I thought, um, I thought he'd done a, I thought, um, Povetkin showed what he can do. He's a dangerous man, and he took him out in style. Tyson done a, uh, a BT um, interview yesterday, and what he talked about was very sensible. He's talking about levels, and it shows you what the levels are. That was a shot that he, you know he got absolutely taken out with uh, um, 
Dillian didn't get off the canvas. Ended ended a, was it a thousand days of nothing happening, as far as the world title is concerned. Most of it down to himself. He should have taken the Joshua fight when he was offered it, but um, he didn't do it. And uh, his promoter obviously didn't deliver for him as far as the world title is concerned. And then you look at Tyson, who it, within six months of coming back got a world title fight, and in that world title fight. He got hit by the most concussive heavyweight in the last 25 years and got off the canvas. And that is the difference. That's the difference of the levels that Tyson is talking about. Yeah, I did watch that interview uh, with Rob yesterday on BT Sport and uh, he was saying these guys, your, your Chisoras, your Whites, your Povetkins, uh, I think Ruiz, he also mentioned Takam, they're all beatable on the same night in terms of that group but he, he sees himself as another well bucket. he is look I mean let's be really really you know say how it is you know obviously I'm biased but Tyson is the best heavyweight in the world and the next two best heavyweights in this country are also with Queensbury and that's Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce Dillian now he's you know that's two two stoppages he's had and Derek Chisora He's fighting Usyk. I don't know whether or whether that fight's on or not, but I think they're the two, the next two best heavyweights in there. So we're in really good shape. And it's strange you hear all that stuff from. Uh, I don't know where they found him. I mean, I don't know if he was on the Stellars again. Old Barry, they pulled him out of the cupboard, didn't they? Or wherever they found him from, give him some. I don't know if it's a full moon. He might have got some blood from somewhere. But suddenly, like he's telling us what should be happening, and these fights are not going to happen, and so forth. All this negativity, and I don't know who's in charge there. By the way, is it? Is it Barry in charge of boxing or is it Eddie? I don't know who it is. And we, all we've asked for a meeting to get some fights together for the benefit of the fans, for the benefit of boxing and the fans, benefit for everybody concerned. And he's come out with all this negativity saying that he doesn't want the, you know, basically they don't want them unless they're going to do them and so forth. What is that all about? How, does that? how is that good for the fans? All it's all about is keep talking about how much money they got and so forth, but not what is good for boxing and what's good for the fans. And I don't get that. I don't understand that. You know, obviously, we'd, you know, one of the fights we wanted to do was uh, Daniel Dubois against um, Dillian, and that's uh, obviously, you know, that is what's that what's happens happened now. So it's a, it's a great shame. But there's all the other fights we talked about still to be done, and I hope we're going to have this meeting. I, you know, when I spoke to Eddie Hearn on the phone very briefly when you was in the room listening to it and you heard it, um, he said that we were going to do the meeting. So I hope that's going to happen soon, and we can try and move forward. And I hope his old man, you know, is push him back in the cupboard so we can get back on on it and try and make these things happen but it's a, it's um it shouldn't be about them all the time it should be about boxing about the fans and us making these fights happen you know it's important that we do this now and it is a time to do it and yet another one's just fallen by the wayside you know one of those fights have gone gone away which we could have done but you know Derek Chisora and Joe Joyce that's there to be done still why don't we do that it's a great fight to make. We should be doing these fights and making them happen. So that's where we are. So it's a great shame that, um, you know, that 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 he did that interview. And you know, and and, and you know, and I don't want to keep saying who's in a great position and who's not. I mean, we're we're in a fantastic position, as I mentioned. Heavyweights couldn't get any better for us. You know, the number one number one man on the planet, heavyweight, biggest attraction in boxing is with us. That's where he's at, and. <clears throat> 
and they got their problems with the zone. I mean, I don't know what's happening to the zone yet. All the word out there is that the zone are having to cut their cloth like everybody now because of this virus situation, and they're reducing dramatically or drastically reducing their rights fees. And they got six months left on their contract, and that is why they don't want the Anthony Joshua fight. I've been saying this from day one, not not just saying this recently for a long time. They don't want it, and the reason they don't want Anthony Joshua in the ring with Tyson Fury because they cannot risk him getting beaten by Tyson. Because if he does, then where are they? That's their cash cow, absolutely gone. Let me just go back to an earlier comment you made, of course, you said uh, Fury's in his own bracket and then you said Dubois and Joyce are the next best two in this country. Obviously people say Anthony Joshua as well. Do you believe Dubois and Joyce beat Anthony Joshua now, Frank? I've, I've, I've said it before, if I could make the fight between Anthony Joshua and Daniel Dubois, I would do that. And and to be fair to Joe Joyce, they asked to do that fight. Do you remember when his opponent fought out? I mean, he's got a good pedigree, Joe, as an amateur, and he's, he's undefeated as a pro. He he was willing to step up the plate, but yeah, I would make that fight in a heartbeat. I, don't th I think my man wins the fight, but even if he didn't win, he'd learn from it. But I think he wins. Okay. All right, so... Uh Let's go back to, to what you were saying in terms of uh, Barry and Eddie Hearn. If Barry was to say, I'll meet you, would you be open to that as well? Or do you just want to meet Eddie, Frank? I don't care. I want to meet the person who makes the decisions. I don't know who makes the decisions. I mean, Seems to be Eddie in terms of... Well, boxing. fine, then let's meet Eddie. But if he bring his dad, I'll meet both of them. Who gives them monkeys? Like, you know, whoever they want to bring everyone, bring the whole office along if they like. You know, just bring them along and let's get the fights done. All we want to do is make the fights. They're good fights. You know, Barry's saying about they got they can't be on BT, this one. Forget all that bullshit. Some can be on BT, some can be on Sky. Some can be on both. Who knows how it's going to pan out and work? But why keep putting all these obstacles up? I thought it was about taking the obstacles down to make them happen. One obstacle, which they kept throwing in the mix, is gone. That just disappeared on Saturday. That obstacle's gone. There is no mandatory. Povetkin hasn't got to fight him, he's, although he's, he's now the, he is the mandatory, but that's for a year. So Tyson has no obstacles. You've got to fight Dillian, uh, Deontay Wilder, get out of the way, and there are no obstacles to stop this. We can get this fight on. Let's do it. Give the fans what they want, and let's find out who's, who's right and who's wrong. Who thinks they've got the best heavyweight? Who is the best heavyweight? There's the only one, the only one way you're going to find out, and that's to get them both in the ring and, and take the obstacles away. Don't keep putting, putting things up to stop fights happening. Let's get them out of the way to make them happen. What about Adam Smith and, and Sky? Have you spoke to them recently? I Did spoke they... to Adam Smith. I've done an interview with Adam Smith. And we, uh, he, went, we went, he, started, he talked about Dillian White and he deserved his opportunity and he put a case up for him. Well, that's gone now, so Adam, that's out of the way. So let's get on with a fight that your subscribers want to see and BT subscribers want to see, which is Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua. That's, all the, that's the only heavyweight fight the, at that level anybody wants to see. You know, that's all they care about. That's all the British public and probably everyone in, around the world in boxing who are watching the heavyweights. All they want to see is that fight. Nothing else. That's the fight they want. Do you think they'll use the Uzik mandatory now for the WBO? Look, do you know what? We'd love to see the four belts on the, on the, on the line. We'd all like to see that, wouldn't we? Mm. Because what is, but you, when you go and watch a fight, you don't buy a ticket to go and look at a belt. 
you buy the ticket to look at the guys in the ring. And the two guys in the ring are what's, what matters. Even if there aren't no belts, if they fight for no belts, get it on. It's the fight the fans want to see. Do not cheat them. Stop them from it, stopping it from happening. Deliver to the fans the fight they want to see. There is no reason this fight could, should not happen unless it's self-interest. If you're worried about your TV contract, if you're worried about your cash cow getting beat. Otherwise, let's deliver it. Well, uh, Tyson said, uh, get your nuts out the handbag and, and stop running. He said that to Eddie and Anthony Joshua. So. Well, you know, I, I, I think Anthony Joshua, I, I like to believe Anthony would like the fight, but I just don't think his connections do. But there's only one way we're going to find out, and actions speak louder than words. And let's meet up. We know what the deal is. It's a 50-50 deal. Just get it on. Aside from Fury Joshua, the other fights, do you think Sky Sports want them? From what you've heard. I'm sure they want some, but it's you know, but it's it's not about Sky Sports. It's not about BT. It's about the fans, and it's about compromise. And if there's a, a if there's eight fights, for example, pull the names in a hat. You pull the first one out. I'll pull the second one out, and just do. I don't care how it's done. Let's do them and make them happen. Make them happen for the fans. It's about the fans. It's not about their self-interest. Not about my self-interest. It's not about. Sky, it's not about BT. BT are on board with these fights. They've agreed them. Mm. And they've agreed with what I'm saying. That let's get let's deliver to the fans what they want to see. Let's not step in stop it, you know, be in everybody's way. You know, BT this weekend, for the fans, the football fans, put it out on YouTube. Yeah. That's, That's why what, I watched it, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you watch it. That's what they do. They're about the fans, about the sports fans. Okay, uh, you sent an offer to them uh, to make Liam Williams against Felix Cash. I know they rejected that. I don't, I don't believe I've seen anything coming back seeing that, but maybe it has come back. Right, okay. Ed, Eddie said that the offer wasn't good enough, basically. So are you going to revise an offer? Well, that's the first I've heard. Okay. I haven't, unless somebody's not in my office has, has not, hasn't told me that something come back. But I have nothing sent back to me saying it's, it's, not been, it's been refused. Okay, do you, do you think they'll make that fight? No. And made any fights we've announced. I mean, it's not the only one. We've, we've put, sent a couple of others to them. But I don't want to do this over the, over the um, mm. thing. I want, to, I want to sit down like you and I are sitting down and work this out. Because if I say something, that's going to be an excuse for it not to happen. I've got lots to say about the, lots of offers we've made. But I don't want to get in there. I want to sit face to face and try and do this and take these barriers down. I don't, I don't want to be keep reacting to this stuff because what happens then is an excuse not to get the meeting on. Have you spoke to him recently again, Eddie? No. So, because he said he wanted to get the fight camp shows out the way. Which well, they're out done the way, now. aren't they? So, what was well, he the told me now? he was going on holiday afterwards. Okay. And then I'm guessing you're both you're both free to meet. So I'm around. I've been around for ages. I mean, he said he need he, he you know, he, he needed a break because of all the travelling he's been doing and whatever. It must be hard work walking from his house to fight camp. Who's going to make that happen? Are you just going to contact him directly then? Or someone Look, in the office? I can't. How many times I've got to reach out? I've reached out, and we're. You know, he said he's going away, so I'm respecting what he said. And when he comes back, let's get the meeting on. Okay, let's talk about uh, the show uh, this Saturday night. Daniel Dubois um, had an opponent change, and I know you want to talk about that, Frank. Yeah, a lot of stuff's been said about Pfeiffer, and I just want to. I've got these here. Just see, this is the boxing border control. I don't know if you can see this. You've read this, so have, why don't yeah. you read that out? It says, you know, that's the name of the boxer. It's it's a heavyweight fight between Daniel Dubois and Pfeiffer, and it says, foreign boxer application approval, MRI, 
and COVID test results required. Yeah, if you hold that up, perhaps it will come out. Oh, there it goes up, right, you see that? Yeah. Right, okay. So I'm just gonna do this a different way around. So when uh, Joe Joyce fought um, Michael Wallich, yeah. the, the same, it's the same for any boxer who comes in the country. So the German uh, Bunducha Berefoot Boxer, whatever it's called, BDB, they send this thing through, and on here, it gives you, and I've highlighted it, it says there, MRI. 16th of July. Yeah, yeah. and see it says MRI? Yes, I can see that, MRI brain scan, yeah. Got it, so that was that was all in order. Eventually, we got it. So for Pfeiffer, same, same lot, they send through this one, and that's dated 17th of August, yeah. And that says MRA. Yeah, so they we need an MRI, not an MRA, which is a totally different thing. And the problem we had, beside the fact they hadn't sent the contract back, was that, which I'm sure we'd have got sorted out, was the fact was the time it takes to get it if he fails an MRI. And remember, he came into this country for a press conference about, what, seven, eight weeks ago? Yeah. They had all that time to get an MRI, and they get an MRA. So we can't be messed about with that. And I've, I, you know, my, my priority is to ensure that Daniel has his fight on the 25th, which is obviously this week. So I can't afford to, I haven't got the luxury of being able to bring somebody else in from abroad. If, if he fails it because of the quarantine situation, COVID test and so forth. So that's why we made our decision. Well, it was a decision they made for us that we, we couldn't risk that, not being able to put the fight on. So that's why we are, while we've got Schneider in, and that's what happened. Let me just ask you, actually, uh, back to the weekend, if Daniel was in that ring with Dylan, what would have happened on Saturday night, Frank? Well, look, I wouldn't have been suggesting that fight if I didn't think that Daniel couldn't do, could do the same as what um, uh, Povetkin could do. And Daniel's 18 years younger than Povetkin, and he's a bigger puncher than Povetkin, and he's younger and he's stronger. Um, not as experienced, I grant you that, but I think it would have been exactly the same. Are you surprised at, at the, the way the fight ended? Because it looked like third and fourth round didn't was controlling yeah, it. Yeah, well, well look, he's in, in the ring with a 40 year old guy, that's what he was in the ring with, and the, and the fella, as, as I say, he's got tremendous experience and so forth, but he, he called on that experience and caught him with the perfect shots. Didn't he? Was it 30 seconds into the next round, he, he boshed him out with a tremendous uppercut. But you could see he was, he was couple of times he was working he was trying to throw uh, lift those shots up and it and it, and it worked so but, but you got to, you know you, you got to also look at you look at your fights I mean everyone gets carried away with this thing about you know Dillian was number one and so forth and, and the fight you have in those hundred odd days I think it was a thousand days in that period of time he had two fights with Derek Chisora I think it was in that period or definitely the rematch certainly one of them was yeah and both those fights he had were like, like they were life and death. There was no, I thought Derek won the first one to be quite honest. It was very close, and the second one he was definitely behind, and he did what Povetkin did. He pulled a big punch out of the bag and stopped Derek. And then you look at Tyson Fury against Derek Chisora and what Tyson did with him, and that's about the levels. That's what I mean about levels. So, do I think that do I think that Daniel would do the same thing to a uh, 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 to um, Dillian, and do I think he'd do the same thing to Derek Chisora? Yes, I do. And by the way, I think that Joe Joyce will also do the same thing to him. I think got, he's got the experience to do it. Well, hopefully uh, Dan comes through against Snyder's, uh, which is to be expected this Saturday night. Where are we 
with Dubois Joyce. We know October 24th is the current date, but we're not sure if fans can, can come to that front yet. Well, we're not. So, I mean, I'm in the same position as you there. I've no idea about that. Talking about football fans being back in the grounds sometime at the end of September, October, and we'll, that, we'll see what happens with that. But that's, again, we could not push back Daniel's fight to accommodate this FIFA nonsense for him not showing the MRI because obviously it doesn't give him enough time to prepare for October 24th. He's got to have a break in between fights. And I find that strange as well, just di digressing, that everyone keeps uh, sort of, you know, that Matram or Eddie Hearn came out and said, oh, they're going to get the rematch on with Dillian and Povetkin on in December. I mean, he's, he got a bad knockout there. So straight away, he's not being able to train or anything for at least minimum 30 days, 28, 30 days. So it doesn't give him a lot of time to get ready, does it, for that fight coming off of that knockout. So it's going to be all, in, it's all interesting stuff. It should be about your boxer, not about you trying to jump back in there quickly and get, you know, get another pay-per-view on. It should be about that. It should be, you know, worrying, you know, not just throwing him in the deep end straight away. And... Uh, that is the difference, I think, with what we do and what they do. I mean, they're quite willing to just, at times, uh, I think they should, they will. I think we're more careful. Not say careful, we care more with what we do with our fighters. Mm. I spoke to Bob Arum the other day. Of course, uh, you you wanted to get Tyson Fury out by the end of this year at the yeah. latest. Uh, Bob did say to me that it looks more likely the case that December nineteenth in Las Vegas. Uh, what happened with Fury Wilder? That's good news, eh, Frank? Well, look, he's got a fight this year. You know, hope it's Wilder. If it's not, then it'll be something else. You know, I, I spoke to Tyson again and uh, over the weekend, twice over the weekend, and he absolutely wants to be out. He's jumping out of his skin. I mean, he's really, really fit and well. I mean, he's, he's training four or five times a day now. If it's not Wilder, then, Frank, who could it be? I don't know. I want it to be Wilder. That's what's, what, what the contractual commitment is. So let's hope we can get, get the all the bits in place, the finance in place to make it happen. If Joshua beats Pulev and uh, Fury beats Wilder, uh, when do you see that fight happening, Frank? Spring. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to drag it out, do we, till no. a mandatory comes in, another mandatory. Let's get it on. No more obstacles. Uh, in an ideal world, I'd like to see both those fights disappear and go straight to it. That's what I would like to happen. Do want fans there, though. Sorry? We do want fans. Of course there. we want fans yeah. there, but I'm telling you, you know, but... but at the moment, everyone's wondering whether this fight's gonna, whether their fight, their rel relative uh, contractual commitments are gonna be able to take place by the end of the year. Would you be willing to do Dubois Joyce uh, behind closed doors, Frank? Dubois Joyce, it's something we'd have to consider if if this continues how it does. I don't want to be doing that because like fights like that want they, I mean, it'd be a great fight anyway, but they want the atmosphere. They want the you know, they'll feed off of the atmosphere and it'd be fantastic to be like that. But um, it's something we'll have to look at depending on what, what happens, you know, with with, uh, with whether they're going to ease the restrictions. And we'll be announcing some other big fights this week and other big shows. So we've got some really good good quality shows coming up, which I think everybody's going to be quite happy with. Yeah, you teased us with that, Frank, putting the dates out on social media, but not the, the cards. Yeah, I like teasing. I like teasing. <laughs> um who else on the card uh, this Saturday night? Sonny Edwards, Thomas Somba, brilliant fight that. That's a good fight, Very isn't good. it? Yeah, I think that's going to be a little a competitive fight. Then. You know, Sonny's uh, like all, like most of the guys, been out for a long time. Um, it's a it's a it, you know he needs his fight, and uh, the name of the game is to try and get him into a world title fight if he comes through this by the end of the year. That's what we're working towards. What about the brother Charlie Edwards? Any plans? Charlie will be we'll be announcing his fight as well this week. Okay. 
well, I think I know one of the fights as well that you're going to announce. I, of course, you can't say it in here, but it's an absolute cracker. Good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's keep that fingers crossed. <laughs> there we got that. And you know, it's it's a good card. You know, Willie Hutchinson's on it as well. You know, he's he's. Uh, I think he's going to. We're going to start moving him up now, and I hope he's going to fight for a title before the end of the year, some title. Sam Maxwell's in a really good fight. That's a cracking little fight there with Joe Hughes, and I think that's going to be a, a, a quite a good fight. And uh, David Adelay uh, having his third fight, having his last fight being watched on BT YouTube by nearly four million people up to his yet. How quick can he move, Frank, David Adelay? I'm not going to rush him. He's still a young man. He, he, let me say, he's a young man in a hurry. But we're not rushing him, and he's going to learn his trade. And if he learns it right, then hopefully he gets himself in the position and, uh, and be in some big fights in the next couple of years. Okay, one more friend actually, Frank. Uh, I spoke to, to your nephews, Alfie and, and Freddie, during the week. Obviously, they announced a, a massive signing um, in terms of their management deal. And I know you're, you've signed in promotionally, uh, Adam Mohamed. Uh, must be pleased with that, Frank. Yeah, I am. I am. He's you know he's a former Repton fighter, and he, uh, he, he he's got a tremendous. Uh, amateur record and pedigree so um, as soon as he gets his licence we'll have him out and I'm pleased that I'm working with my two nephews uh, on the fight yeah their management the uh, company's growing quite nice. they're doing alright yeah good for them they're doing well Ronnie Clark's just been signed by them as well yeah yeah yeah. they're doing okay so you know more power to them okay Frank Warren thank you very much for talking to IFL TV uh, down uh, here at your office hopefully I'll be back soon alright Frank I'm good I'm not going to sing any more to you Thank you, Frank. Cheers, Umar.